If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Philo has over 50 of your favorite channels like HGTV, Food, AMC, VH1, Nickelodeon, and History. Enjoy live and on-demand TV plus unlimited recording for only 20 bucks a month with no contract needed. Philo is available on Roku, iOS, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. Start your free trial instantly with just a phone number. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash friendzone. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash friendzone. MAC Powder Kiss Lipstick is matte reinvented. That's right, ladies, and some of you fellas. The new matte formula is where matte meets moisture, giving you the zero-shine look of a matte lipstick with instant long-term hydration and a weightless, cushiony texture for no ashy lips. The velvety soft matte colors glide on effortlessly with a wide range of shades that are sure to complement any skin tone while you throw it. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your matte today. Or you can shop at MattCosmetics.com. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search. Every time I'm in the zone. <laughs> Looking like that. That's right. You know, here at the Friend Zone, continuing in our tradition of celebrating not just black women, but sometimes that wisdom and, and that 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 vigor and vim of black women coming from out of the mouths of babes, uh, as it did this week. Now, what you just heard happened to be the audio footage from uh, a mother, you know, general beautiful black woman who happened to be in the mirror taking a selfie video. Um, and apparently her daughter saw it because the video clip that I just played was accompanied by a tweet that said, I'm going to put her ass in a wicker basket and drop her off at the post office, <laughs> which was hilarious. Right. Obviously, she was just kidding, but her daughter interrupted her taking a silly selfie video by telling her that you're not amusement. That's what she, the little girl said. <laughs> you're not amusement. Oh, that's, that's, what, that's what she said. And she told her, nobody wants to see your body and your, your uh, skinny chest looking like that. Now, here's my thing. So mama looked good, too. She did. But what I appreciate, though, about that fact the fact that she did look good is that the daughter told her looking like that. Okay. 
our hope wasn't lost. She was just saying you might need to do the tighten up like Junior Walker and the All-Star said back in the day <laughs> and fix it. You know, nobody wants to see you looking like that. And that came from somebody that loved her. Now, you know, don't nobody love nobody like a little child or their mama. It's innocent. Mm-hmm. OK, so that mm-hmm. was just well intentioned. It was the epitome of constructive criticism. And I think it was wise. So I like to carry a nugget from that. You know, listen, looking like that. Think about the state of things that you're in, whether it's professionally, personally, in your romance, your romantic life at Candy's Dungeon, wherever it is. Think about the state of things that you're in and don't be looking like that, you know? <laughs> Tighten your shit up all the way around. If you're looking crazy at work, don't be looking like that at work. The hashtag this week is looking like that. That baby helped us all to remind ourselves to do a self-check. Okay, make sure we're really doing our best and presenting ourselves at our best because it's very important. And that came from out of the mouths of babes. So the hashtag this week is looking like that. Hashtag looking like that. (laughs) That being said, the most importantly understood, it's definitely time for QTNAs, right? (laughs) Just questions that need answers and questions that niggas is asking. We're going to get through this real quick this week. I don't want no trouble. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sante's running. That runs like we out. Question that niggas is asking. That means it's time to get soulful. Ooh. Now, question one. Question one. <laughs> is it true that self-proclaimed OG, which in this case could mean oxen girth, NeNe Leaks, okay? Oh NeNe Leaks, you know, she's as wide as an ox. So NeNe Leaks, okay, the OG. Is it true Outrageous. that self-proclaimed OG NeNe Leaks walked out of her recent booking at the Kentucky Derby this weekend because when she arrived at the wardrobe fitting, they had horseshoes. Is it true that that's why Nene walked out? They had horseshoes at a wardrobe fit. Okay, question number two. <laughs> question number two. I wouldn't have stood for it either, Frank. Why you looking like that? You think I'm finna be click clop hopping like all the way through the goddamn derby? I don't think so. Dustin, what are you gonna do when you meet Nene? <laughs> Check her feet. Okay. Now, now. question two. Is it true? That at Tiger Woods, okay, at his recent ceremony at the Whitest House, where he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, okay, is it true that Tiger Woods was walking to the backyard to check his tender, and he overheard someone in the coat closet that he was walking past say, girl, I can't stand that damn Tiger Woods, and I'm so sick of people saying, y'all got the same eyes. You know, so Tiger Woods overheard somebody saying that. So he opened the coat closet, and is it true that Sissy Houston was in there covering her mouth with her hand? Is that the truth? That Sissy Houston and Tiger Woods looked at each other when he opened the door. (laughs) Because she was sick of people saying they had the same. Y'all got the same eye. When he opened the door, she was covering her mouth with her hand. (laughs) Is it true? Okay. Question three. It's the last one. Okay. I see. Let's get them shoulders bouncing. Oh my God. Question three. Which one of y'all said that this past Saturday at 2 p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina, trumpet mouthed Trump supporting Tina Campbell of Mary Mary? Okay. So this past Saturday in Charlotte, Tina Campbell took her big head ass son to the barbershop. 
Jesus. And she had to hold him. You seen that little bear, little boy. <laughs> and she had to hold him in the chair because he wouldn't sit still. So she had to get in the chair and hold his little ass while he was getting his hair cut. And so it just so happened that her barber rotated her chair around at the same time as the barber next to her. They did the same <laughs> thing. And go. when the seats turned around and faced each other, the whole barbershop got quiet. <laughs> and Tina Campbell... And rapper the baby no. stared at each other for about three seconds, oh. <laughs> and then shook their heads, and then turned around. Is it true? Which one of y'all said it? Oh, All right. With that being said, most importantly, understood. I want to welcome everybody to the friends, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell, hell. wants a musty brain? I know I would not. How's everybody doing, <laughs> including you, friend? What's going on? I'm all right, so. <laughs> Hashtag looking like that. <laughs> you know the so baby and Tina week, Campbell look alike. <laughs> they, they don't. Though, no one ever no one, looks alike in the Tina Campbell and I the baby look alike. Where you come up with these. Give them three seconds face to face. You tell me, okay? So because of last week's episode, I didn't get a chance to thank those of you who came out to see me at NYU. On my birthday, which was yes. extra special. Yes. It was a packed house full of beautiful women. I was so thankful. It was an awesome mixture of NYU students and people from the public. And it was just great. I, I can't even tell you what I said during the talk because I channeled it completely, which means that it's just what I, it was what needed to come out in that moment. Yes. And I love when that happens. So it was a great talk, great energy. Like I said, really beautiful women. They gave me an award and flowers and there was cake and they sang to me. You guys, That's I cried. That's so beautiful, friend. Yes. I cried because I was like, oh my God, everybody's singing to me. I didn't even know that, you know, that they knew it was my birthday. So that was like, you know me, I'm a mushy baby. You so. sold it out, first of all. Let's call it what it is. You <laughs> sold out the event and you brought people from all walks of life. Okay, <sighs> NYU students, people outside. <laughs> I mean, it was a great mixture of people, a great melting pot, and you did that shit. It was great. And of course they knew it was your birthday. That's why they showed up. <laughs> so thank you for that kindness. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And just even all the love on the internet. So I just wanted to make sure and say that because we didn't get a chance. We had to jump and right happy in happy belated week. birthday, friend. Happy Thank yes. you. I hope you had a wonderful, which it sounds like you did. I did. You had a wonderful birthday. I yeah. absolutely did. And Asante, you had a black business you wanted to share. Yeah, so actually in lieu of the black business, I wanted to point to Simone who emailed us for the wellness. There's a free mental health training. And uh, she writes to us, the NYC Health Department is currently offering free mental health first aid training to all New Yorkers. It's an eight-hour training offered seven days a week in all five boroughs. That's amazing. You can select a training based on the demographic you want to learn more about, whether it's adult, older adult, higher education, public safety, etc. You can attend multiple trainings, and they are part. They are taught in different languages to include non-native speakers. So uh, Simone says she attended uh, a training in March, and it was very informative. I walked away with a detailed textbook, a certificate. And I was deemed a, a certified mental health first aider for three years. Wow. So she said I, she wanted to share this with the listeners. And the link to sign up here is mhfa.timetap.com. So that's mhfa.timetap.com. So thank you, Simone, for uh, sending that to us. You know, we support all mental health and wellness. And if you're in the New York City area and you want to really be about that, 
I think you should go do it. It's actually something I was considering going to do. Yeah, I'm like, I, I need to be certified. Yeah, so once I looked at that, I was like, you know, I could be a better service to my community. Amen. So, you know, why not do that? So thank you, Simone, for writing that in. Um, I also wanted to do a shameless self-promotion. Please. Um, Coming this Friday is my podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't know you were announcing <laughs> it today. <laughs> yes, If I Were a Rapper is finally coming. Um, beep, beep, beep. Right, shit, so much. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm saying it calm because you know, um, it's a big deal because it's a show that I've been working on for a very long time, very long time, and I finally am like really moving and grooving with some things because the people around me kind of have some really cool opinions, but I really wanted to showcase more of my opinions on music and uh, some more comedy and uh, bring on more of my friends, highlight some things, create a space for more people to. And uh, just do a whole bunch of cool shit. Just and more be silly. of you. Yeah. Which is congratulations, yeah. Asante. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you guys so much. And there's a lot uh, attached to there it. Is. There is. There absolutely shows. is. There I is. mean, it's all coming. The, yes. The there's a lot. So it's definitely a long time coming. It's something that's going to be here for a long time too. So you know, tune in. First episode's Friday. Yeah. Um, where? Where? What is it called? And where can they find uh, it? Actually, you know, check my Twitter on Wednesday uh, at Hey Asante, and I'll give you all the details. There's going to be a big drop. So, you know, the show's going to be out. If you're listening today, uh, check my social media at Hey Asante for all of the details for If I Were a Rapper. So, yeah. <laughs> we can't stop clapping. Thank right. you so much. That was my butt cheeks I was clapping with. <laughs> <laughs> Clap them butt cheeks, then. <laughs> so, you ready to jump into the recap? Yeah, of course. Let's do it. So, last week's episode, first of all, that was a good episode. It was yes, called it was. Complete My Plate. Uh, named after Asante's feature app. Complete my play. Featuring Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven, two registered dietitians that I've been friends with for the past 10 years. And they are fantastic. And I'm so grateful that our schedules aligned the way that they did. And we were able to knock out and provide such a resource and wealth of information in that episode. First of all, did you guys go home and like consider any of the advice oh, yeah. did you so, make any yeah. changes I've been feel, beating myself up all damn week every what time is, I eat a meal I've just change? been trying to just add things in like yeah. every time I I've, I've been paying attention to the balance yes. that they so, so so specifically mentioned was key mm-hmm. right so I've been paying more attention to my choices when I've been eating all these weeks even on Cinco de Mayo I was making sure that I wasn't just drinking tequila I was putting a little soda in it too oh my god <laughs> balance what about yeah. you yeah you know I I've always just kind of tried to add more color to my diet. I've always told myself, just, you know, eat a lot of colorful foods because that's what people say. But outside of that, after the episode, when we talked a little bit about looking at your relationship with food, that's something I never gave a whole lot of thought about. Mm. So now every time I eat like or don't eat because I don't eat enough sometimes. So now when I'm not eating, I'm like, okay, why didn't you eat? You know, what do you need to eat? Or like, what should you eat? Is it too late to eat? Like, so I'm having more conversations with myself surrounding food as opposed to just eating whatever, whenever. Like, oh, what you going to eat? Order this and it'll be here by here in this time so you can have this done, blah, blah, blah. Right. As opposed to just getting it out the way. So, yeah. For me, I added more fat to my diet. Because really? I think that's the one thing that they kind of reminded me that I was not being mindful of. Like, I'm mindful of my yeah. proteins. I'm mindful of carbs and eating a certain amount of times and like I admitted trying to fight my desire to eat dessert after every fucking meal. Mm-hmm. And even though she said not to fight it, which was nice advice. Um, but like for my morning smoothie, I put peanut butter in it now. And then for my afternoon salad, I had them chop up avocado, you know? So mm-hmm. like 
a little change, but I already see, funny enough, just in the week that I made that change, my digestive system has already responded extremely well. Like little tweaks. Yeah, like, you know, obviously I won't get into detail of yeah. how it's changed, but let's just say that it helped a lot. So that's Copy. a good thing. Yeah. So little changes like that. I'm really happy. Like, so I'm curious, those of you listening, let us know what changes you made just off of the strength of their advice. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, last week's episode, like I said, we were joined by registered dietitians, Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven. We dissected our day-to-day eating habits and discussed sugar addiction, late-night cravings, emotional eating, binging, and so much more. Like I said, a wealth of knowledge in two hours. So who stood out to you, Asante? I want to shout out to Dominique. She's actually, I dipped into the Twitter streets this week. Um, So it's at live live with Neek. That's L-I-V-W-I-T-H-N-I-Q-E. And she tweets, your complete my play game is something I've actually been playing with my four-year-old since he was diagnosed with T1D a little over a year ago. I ain't going to say you stole my idea, though. <laughs> Just break a sister off when it blows up. Dead. So, um, you know, hopefully that's an idea that I will pursue at some point. But yes. in case someone steals it before I do, you know, hit me up for the demos and something so we can... <laughs> settle amicably and not get the courts involved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just had a really good time talking to them yesterday. They were very fun and very knowledgeable. And it was an easy conversation. It wasn't like they came in and they were like, people need to stop doing this, this, and this. Right. And because, you no know, shaming. Yeah, because when it comes to nutrition, sometimes people are like, the number one problem is this. And mm-hmm. they were just saying, oh, you know, you know, this is what you can do to help. It's kind of like when people are scared to die because they're told of all the things that they can't have. They gave you more options of what you could be doing. What and I like add Plus, as opposed to with the takeaway, which I think resonates with people a lot yes. more. I think it definitely resonated with people a lot. <laughs> and I want to add food. that shaming people when it comes to food is only fun when you do it like at a restaurant when they order it. Because then you get to see the guilt every spoonful. <laughs> Justin, and then they might not even want it, which is funny anyway, because then <laughs> they ain't got no appetite no more. Y'all I thought throwing he was down. about to go into a thing <laughs> so about I just, terrible no, I just appreciated that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a time and place. <laughs> what about you, friend? What did you find? <laughs> just imagine, friend, as soon as they picked that fork up, I can't believe you finna eat that shit. No. <laughs> Watch, next time we go eat. I'm right, I'll be like, yes, you can. <laughs> so I, too, stepped into the Twitter streets. <laughs> and it's me, underscore CC said, I think sometimes... Oh, I thought she was saying it's her. Eat me like that. filter. <laughs> It's me. Cece says, I think sometimes I won't determine what pleasant fullness is because I was brought up to eat all of my food. Now, I know that, girl, you're a whole adult and if you're done, you're done. But my grandmother stays sitting in the back of my head judging, telling me if I don't eat all the cereal that I asked for, it's going to be waiting for me when I get home from school and then my eyes are entirely too big for my stomach. (laughs) And that's so true. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of where we get our programming to where you'd get yelled at if you didn't finish. And I don't know about you guys, but my grandmother... The plates she used to serve food on. I used to joke that those were serving plates <laughs> for each person. Like literally, the plates you're supposed to put the food on to then serve mm-hmm. the table. That was mm-hmm. your dinner plate, and so I was eating for like four people, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that you know my portions were completely out of mm-hmm. control until I lived in Brazil, and they eat on dessert plates. Not everyone, but the family I was staying with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, let me not make a blanket statement, but the family I was staying with, it's like such small portions throughout the day. Tapas. Literally. <laughs> no, literally. It was yeah. like that. And I remember thinking like, 
holy shit. Like this I eat, so I eat 10 times this, you know, and you in one still sitting. Full. Yeah. And it taught me so much. And then it kind of just reprogrammed how I, how much I ate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I found. And I thought that, that was very really relatable content. Friend. What about you, Dustin? What that's super find? dope. That, like that's how that went down for you. <laughs> Because some people just read a book, Fran Learned Lesson in Brazil. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. Well read and well fed. Okay. <laughs> Want to give a huge shout out to at bronze underscore bombshell, one L, Shelby Ivy Christie. I don't know if there's a relation, <laughs> but um, she tweeted, I love that Polo Ralph Lauren is highlighting black polo players, Malachi Lyles, Damar Rosser, Kareem Rosser, and Shariah Harris. And she also added that Shariah is the first black woman to play at the highest tier of U.S. polo. So I thought that was so dope because she literally got a polo shirt on sitting on top of a horse yeah. about to play it. So that's like goals, you know what I mean? And I just wanted to share that. So shout out to Shelby Ivy Christie. And we're just praying. <laughs> I would also like to give a shout out to Cash Dial who tweeted, I love you. Look at Dustin. Aww. Are you serious? Randomly, she just tweeted a, it. And I just thought I love her too. I wanted like, to scream. Yeah. That is so cute. A, you know, it made my day. Are you getting it framed? I, well, I was thinking that. And then I was thinking about like, a, do they call it a globo where you put the little thing in front of the light and it blasts it on the wall? And like, I was thinking about getting the tweet, you That's know, really engineered as that, you know, because it needs to be commemorated. I'm a boy um, in the porch. <clears throat> me and money married, no divorce. I would also like to give a shout out to Roxanne Gay, author um, and personality who replied to someone who said, your book is so fucking boring by saying, I still got paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's that kind of petty. People are so mean. They are, but it's always so funny when they get it back. Um, And I would like to give a shout out to at Christine Fox, a.k.a. Steen Fox, (laughs) who tweeted, (laughs) quote, (laughs) who tweeted, that's right, y'all heard it, who tweeted, quote, I don't like that look. End quote, and then uh, captioned it by saying it was said by someone with holes in their drawers. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, Me with the Met Gala. (laughs) That's actually right around the time she tweeted it. (laughs) The last shout out I want to give in you know, in cohesion with last week's episode, um, it's actually from KFC. Ain't nothing wrong with reading about bad food. You just can't <laughs> eat it, okay? So enjoy this tweet, because they said that they've got dessert covered for you and your mom, and then they go on to advertise their new Cinnabon dessert biscuits, which look to be a fusion of a Cinnabon and the KFC biscuit. And, what? uh, yeah, I, what? I, that's real. That's real. I want it. Cinnabon. See it. Cinnabon, I want it. <laughs> yeah, bone it. What? So, you know, I, a bowberry biscuit hit. So a KFC biscuit with the Cinnabon. What's a bowberry biscuit? Uh, at, um, what's the, uh, Bojangles. Oh. It's the biscuit that they have. It's a, it's a sweet, savory biscuit. Cause it's got the blueberry mm. on it and the mm. icing. And, Clearly, I'm behind on biscuit culture because then you guys are telling me about Red Lobster biscuits. Oh, that's so good. If you ever want to have a, a, a food like a epi- biscuit look, day, I know we had a healthy food episode, but if you ever have one of like a fast food episode like or something a, like what's that, the trash that you eat, let's do it. Them Red Lobster biscuits, if you eat them at the same time as the applesauce, I would always get applesauce and a salad because <laughs> applesauce used to only be for kids, but like if you eat it at the same time as the cheddar biscuit and drink a little raspberry lemonade. Oh my God! When I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you, so good. 
I love nah, having I that biscuit. That gift, <laughs> when I was younger, and we, I know it fucked me up. When I was younger in the butter, I used to like sop up a little bit of my biscuit on my mm. parents' plate because I was too young to be ordering Ooh, and the lobster and all butter. that. Oh, oh my, my god! god. <sighs> oh, why are y'all drooling? <laughs> ain't nothing wrong so with good. talking. Ain't nothing wrong with talking about it's it. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing wrong. Anyway, that's it. Awesome. Uh, we are handling, handling, you hear me? Handing the episode off. Handle it, handle it. <laughs> to Sir Dustin today, you're going to take over. <laughs> you doing another me. That's right. <laughs> what, you, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought it would be timely and uh, appropriate, which are two of my personal favorite things to be. Um, if we discussed some recent commentary that uh, we were so graciously privy to um, when Aisha Curry was a guest at that damn red table. I don't know what it is about damn. that damn red table. They get just, people talking. The baby, they suck it out of you. I want to know, we need to do a color study on that. Somebody call Pantone. <laughs> call Pantone. I need to know call what Pantone. are the effects of that red at that damn table. And if so, can you imagine the offshoots? Black table talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did Yellow they, table talk. Did they win the Emmy or they were just nominated? They were nominated. I, I thought they won, no? Maybe they well, won. I think, well, oh, maybe they did win. Yeah, because right? because Facebook like up the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. That's well, how they you won. know. That's how you know how good it is. Mm-hmm. A da- a, a, it's not just a damn Facebook show. They won the award-winning <laughs> Facebook show. And that that make you know that they'll do anything for clout. So I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Those types of things matter in these situations. Um, so as soon as I'm able to open up my device, I'll be I able know, to finish like the, the rest face, of my research. They need research. to drop a, du- a I just don't update understand. because as of late, the facial recognition has been harder to use. And I know has I put it? on a little weight, yes. but damn, it used to like, catch my face at every like I used to oh, un- like not even unlock my phone, just raise it and be like, oh unlock. And I'd be like, well, wait a minute, I just wanted to know what time it was. <laughs> but now it'd be like any code, and I'm like. I, I thought, what about my face? And like, I can't really see it. Turn the light up. I'm like, I, what? Is I know somebody. You shave your beard? I don't think that's it because with my glasses and stuff, it'd be like seeing the hell out of my that's face. So but it'd be picking and choosing. I know somebody held the phone behind them and used their buttocks for the face ID. <laughs> No, so they, they said, you break in my phone, your ugly ass shouldn't have had it in the first place. <laughs> 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 okay. And that, with that being said, let's get to the yeah, conversation. So, like I said, um, on a recent episode of Red Table Talk, um, it was really, really, uh, I guess, noteworthy to most people that Aisha Curry had a very interesting perspective on her experience being married to Steph Curry um, for many years and having to deal with groupies or women that seek out some sort of relationship with NBA players, especially in the case of Steph Curry, who we all know is a a world champion basketball player, one of the best to ever do it um, with a beautiful family that they've put in the forefront. So when you think about Steph Curry and his image, you automatically associate it to his wife and his children. That little Riley has all their personality. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're accustomed to seeing them as a family unit. So to hear them speak about any experience that is obtuse of that in some way is kind of interesting always. Especially when you consider that Aisha has been quite vocal about a lot of things for a very long time and she's not necessarily everyone's favorite commentator right? But she is a personality and she is a perspective. She's a voice and she takes advantage of it. I know she does some great things um, with her cooking show, (laughs) whether people like the recipes or not, you know, she's really putting Uh it out there. (laughs) 
So on this episode of Red Table Talk, it was very interesting because it was the whole Curry family. So it was Aisha Curry, who we know is married to Steph Curry. It was Steph Curry's uh, sister, Sidell Curry, who, well, Curry Lee, who is married to a professional basketball player as well. She herself is a professional volleyball player. And then uh, Callie Rivers, who is married to... Uh, Seth Curry, Steph Curry's other brother, who also is an NBA player as well. Okay, wow. Steph. And a mama, right. So, it's, yeah, baby, okay, the family, the, the money yeah, is circulating right. over there. <laughs> Can you imagine them Christmases? Mm. Okay, Secret Santa, bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you good, whoever pull your name. But anyway, as they're having this conversation, it became uh, just sensational all over the internet that Aisha Curry revealed, right? Right? She revealed no, it wasn't like a nude shot. Oh, like I was about that. to say. Like you, uh, on uh, Hollywood Divas, <laughs> County Seville, that photo. I yeah, of her butt review. cheeks. <laughs> anyway, and that was where the gift came from when she went to answer the door and stopped herself. She was unsure if she was going to open it. Have you seen that Countess Vaughn No, gift? she has Okay. Oh, I think anyway, seen the video. Yeah. Back on track for me. Because <laughs> once I start talking about Countess Vaughn, yes, I mean, sorry. it just goes on and on My and fault. on. But anyway, during this interview, Aisha Curry said that she feels um, a bit insecure when she does not get a reaction from men in a way that uh, would be indicative of them having an interest in her, being attracted to her, or basically flirting. And she said that it becomes amplified when she sees Steph Curry. And even though she's kind of developed her own personal meter of tuning out, you know, the the quote unquote groupie noise, um, she finds it odd that she doesn't really get that same reaction from men. And this is what she said her experience was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it literally set the internet on fire. A lot of people felt like she was groupie shaming. Some people felt like it was contradictory to some earlier tweets that she had made. We know that she had been vocal about what she deemed as modest clothing and how um, women, she wanted people to understand that they had another option, which was to quote unquote cover up. Uh, there's always, there's also, I mean, this is what she said. She was slut shaming. I mean, this is what she said. <laughs> she, I don't know if that was her intention, but a lot of people took it that way. Um, then she also has made comments before saying that, you know, she didn't want necessarily guys to be hollering at her. And this was years ago. So, but of course people are going to dig them up and try to find something that is, you know, contradictory to what she's saying today. But whether it's contradictory to how she really feels, or even if it is how she really feels, it was something interesting to talk about. And it brought up this huge conversation about being responsible in the things that you say and how it affects other people and what it looks like and what it's really communicating to other people. So first of all, do you guys feel like what she said was anything beyond simply her opinion about her own experience? Or do you guys think that it is reflective of a bigger topic or a bigger issue? How do you feel about what she said? And we're going to start with uh, Asante Smith. (laughs) Damn. Um, Damn, for real. Uh, I thought it was just interesting that she... Because I only saw the clip, I didn't see the full interview. I just thought it was interesting that she's had this experience where she wishes she was t- to be desired, but she spent so much time. I don't want to say it was slut shaming, but it was almost kind of making it seem like. I think it came off to me that not that she was slut shaming, but that she was like, "Well, I'm happy, and this is how I was happy, so you know, you could be happy too. So here's what you could be doing." And it was kind of like, "Okay, well, it's good that you have your own lifestyle, but you should kind of like leave others alone." And then everybody kind of took her as this wholesome whatever. And I'm not even into sports like that. So 
I was just toting her off to be uh, one of these sports wives that becomes famous off of whatever they're doing, right? And not to say she doesn't have her own lane. I just don't really know enough about her. So when the clip came out, it just more so became to me a person that had did some shit in the past and this is how they're going to be reconciling with it. And so I was just kind of like, she's changed or society's kind of made her out to be a certain way. And that's why she had those opinions she had about people, you know, dressing up a certain way or doing that. And I think it kind of makes me think of the conversation I kind of said to you about Wanda, Wanda Smith in Atlanta and how like <clears throat> she make a mean broccoli, <laughs> and how she makes a mean broccoli <laughs> and how like there's that small minded thinking sometimes like in the South. And I think that she just came across a little small. Uh, she came across the little small minded to me. Um, it just kind of seemed a little judgy, but I'm not in the position to judge her for wanting redemption now, now that we kind of have an explanation, a little bit of a, a read more into why she is the way that she is. I, I get what you're saying. I, and I agree. I don't think that um, to me, it's just a, it's a, I don't really care. You know what I mean? About her personal experience of being, feeling as if she's desirable to other people or whatever right. the fuck in the absence of, you know, someone else, or I guess in the presence of someone else, else having a clear component of that sort of attraction to other, or by of being attracted, being attractive to others in their life. She sees it, it's up front. And so I think that heightens her awareness. But I think it's just a natural insecurity, like we all have mm. in like our own ways. And mm. I think she just had a conversation about it. Um, and I don't think it was her necessarily even though she's made some kind of group statements, some statements that group people together before, I really don't think that's what was going on this time. I kind of think she was just literally participating in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And to me, it brings up a much more interesting type conversation about insecurities and recognizing the source of them. And therein knowing how to, I guess, sort of quiet them or make them something that you can sort of understand better so that you can move beyond them. I think that if she pays attention and she she seems to be a person who goes, I guess, a layer beyond surface with certain things. So if she thinks this through more, I think that she'll get more in tune with what the bigger issue is. Mm -hmm. This isn't really about her wanting to be attractive to men. To me, this is about her experiencing something in her relationship with Steph that being that she's in a relationship with Steph and he's so visible and such a desirable person to so many women, she sees a lot of it. And whether she's learned how to tune out any sort of jealous feeling attached to that, to me, it heightens out whether or not she's experiencing that sort of um, desirability to others in her life. And that's why she spoke on it. Mm. My two cents. Hi, what do you think, friend? <laughs> <clears throat> I love that y'all both smile and look at me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm like, as a uh, woman, you know what I'm saying? As like, a yeah. cheetah woman. I mean, <laughs> dead. Um, I think what she's going, and obviously this is my take on it. I don't know her, it's all speculation, but I think what I read of the situation is she's going through what a lot of us go through, where we are so set in our ways in like an aspect of life. You know, I remember her tweets back in the day when she would kind of, I guess, groupie shame or she focused a lot on like how much, um, how covered up she was and sort of playing the like virgin role, you know, mm -hmm. like the good housewife. The yeah, the wholesome good housewife and sort of like anti anyone who doesn't act that way or, or isn't perceived that way. And I think a lot of people go through that, you know, and it, it can start with the church. 
church can kind of uh, program you in that way and indoctrinate you. Some people's fathers put that on you very young or even your mom. Like it, mm-hmm. it can be coming from so many places and then you kind of put on that identity of like, this is who I am. And then it's very othering. Like, yeah. and you're like that and I'm like this. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you start getting older. <laughs> life starts lifing. And then suddenly your feelings about that start changing. Because when you get boxed into being this virgin woman, there's parts of your sexuality that like you haven't had the opportunity to like really express and explore. I saw the other day there was a video of her twerking. Did y'all see that? No. She like dropped yeah. on the floor and was kind of playfully oh, twerking. Okay. And I remember thinking how good? awesome. Yeah, she actually, I thought she did pretty oh, her good. Her name is Aisha. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, good. But I saw it and I thought that that was cool because it felt like she's letting go of the box that she created for herself because I think it was self-imposed. Nobody asked her to portray herself as such. You know, it it seemed like she felt like that was the right thing to do at the time. And I think now she's kind of tired of that shit. (laughs) She wants to be sexy and wants to be seen as that side of her and kind of be able to be that multidimensional woman that is the housemaker, the housewife covered up but also you know can twerk if she wants to and be sexy and maybe give you a fashion over moment on ig if she feels like Mm, it you know (laughs) (laughs) i think it's and you know we've all been through it i've been through it too where it's like you you create all these things in your head of what women are supposed to look like and act like and then as you get older you're like who created this shit why am I perpetuating this conversation when I know in my heart of hearts that I have the right to look and dress and present whatever that day calls for whether you know I want to be covered or I want to not be covered and and I think that's what she's breaking out of and what I think is sad is that because the internet's gonna internet People don't allow you to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to do a self-check of sorts, right? Because what I try to do, and it's funny because we literally work in a space where we get paid to opine, to have an opinion about things. But what I know is that even at this stage in my life, and I've got a lot more living left to do, right? But I've already noticed an evolution in my thoughts and evolution in my perspectives, things that I used to feel completely just concrete about okay I have now had different feelings and different opinions about Mm -hmm. and so the one lesson that it taught me is a to shut the fuck up okay (laughs) about certain things even when you offer and it really like I said it's a perfect self-check because you can still give your opinion but it forces you to allow yourself room to change yeah even in the wording that you use to talk about things that you talk about so I kind of use it that way because I know like I said I haven't even begun to like clear up the fog right I'm in my 30s so it's starting I'm starting to kind of look at things differently (laughs) but I also recognize that 10 years ago I had completely different feelings about a whole lot a whole lot a whole lot okay (laughs) so I just I try to be aware of that when I offer my opinion on certain things because there's always room for a shift. And it also forces you to consider things from all angles to really get a fair perspective on things. So I'm kind of grateful for it. The the extra extra measure of accountability, I should say, that being in media and having a public voice, I feel like we inherit. 
that extra layer of accountability. Speaking of being in media and having a public voice, here are two tweets that stood out to me regarding this Aisha Curry conversation, okay? The first was from Jamel Hill. Y'all know who Jamel the Hell Hill is, okay? <laughs> And shout out to her for her new podcast, Unbothered, with Michael Arsenault and another gentleman. Um, Jamel tweeted, uh, she said that black women have so few spaces to discuss their insecurities. We also forget that Aisha is still young and most people could not possibly understand what it's like to be married to someone that famous. It takes a tremendous amount of self-care and self-awareness. Excellent point. When you add in the component of fame, especially on a level of Steph Curry's, Everybody, little kids know who Steph Curry is. MAGA people know who Steph Curry is. And they clap for him with hate in their wrists because they want to, because they know him and he's good at his job. So when you're with someone that visible, and like we said, the groupie element is there, but let's add in a few other layers. Think about fans, not just people who are interested in him in a romantic way, but fans who simply want his time. It's got to be difficult for Aisha and Steph. They have the money to buy the private time, I guess, but every moment of your life can't be lived that way. You have to interface with the public. And I'm sure there are times when she wants to just be a normal family with Steph and she can't because there's always that element of his fame. And so it definitely trickles down into self-image, into the way that you look at how much you are worth in the equation of family that they have existing, how much your your contribution to the household. I'm sure that she's aware, like, like Jamel said, Jamel the hell heel, which is what I like to call her. Like she said, it takes a tremendous amount of self-awareness. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't really give Aisha credit for. And I'm not saying that things that she said have been great, but she does have to work a little bit harder at kind of finding her place than other people do who may not have that dynamic in their relationship. So it's something to be aware of. Um, the second one comes from the absolutely beautiful and certifiably beautiful because she's a Wilhelmina model, Scotty Beam. <laughs> Shout out to Scotty Beam. I love Scotty Beam and everybody else need to, too. But Scotty said, also said was, I just want to know if I still got it. Now y'all hate Aisha for being human. That stuck with me. It's real, too. How many conversations have we had? The two of you both know this very well about me. Mm. I love... Like flirting, I too I love, love friend. Her. Like but the we funny got thing that. Is we just had that convo earlier before we recorded. <laughs> where I was talking to the guys about how I've been like completely oblivious to the men that are interested in me because I haven't been in that headspace. But now that I'm intentionally becoming more aware mm-hmm. of, of who's buzzing around me and putting mm-hmm. in their applications. I was like, you know, I feel like I got that old thing back. And, and was, what's wrong with that? And we were joking about that earlier. You see how it makes you smile even talking about it right yeah, now? it's fun. And that's the beauty in that. I love to see people that I love and care about, and even strangers who I admire. I love to see them feeling good about themselves and that sort of engagement with someone else makes you feel good it, when it comes from the right people. It makes you feel good because some people try to holler at you and you start asking yourself questions. <laughs> Not like, do I still got it? But like, what the hell is wrong with me? That they thought that <laughs> they it was cool to even, you know what I'm saying? So either way, you're going to be checking yourself. 
<laughs> you know, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And just like since you brought it's it honest. up, friend, it's honest. we're so happy that you're in this space in your life because we've had conversations and we often talk on this program about how you and I have in common that we love that moment, mm-hmm. like the magic of those those esoteric it's moments. A with New people. York City mm-hmm. summer night. Yeah, just that type of chemistry with a person. We like it. We crave it. Does that make us pick me's? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. I think that just means that we like that. And I think Aisha, you know, we have, she has given us several things that have made us feel like we have to put her in this box of a goody two shoes, you know, only wear flats, you know, shit like <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you know who I'm talking Knee link, you know, skirts between the halfway between the knee and the ankle all the time. You know, all that kind of stuff. Oh we put God. her in that box. Oh but Aisha God. still pops. You know what I'm saying? She still gets hot and thumps, you know, where it needs Not to. Gets hot. She does. And I think that, and in fact, the video that you were referring to about her twerking, I believe that was her birthday party, right? Oh, I don't know, honestly. She had on I like a cat suit kind of outfit. Yeah, like yeah. a jumpsuit type It was her birthday. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she was. super cute. And one thing, too, that I will say is a good lesson to take away, at least for me of how I see it, is when you find yourself having a really rigid opinion that is like, uh, highly charged it's always good to kind of like figure out why is it so deep mm. for you you know what I mean because right. sometimes you could be putting on or like I said it could be coming from somewhere else you have to really tap in like do I actually feel this way because I'm pretty sure uh, she didn't really feel that way in her heart you know she just felt like that was what a virtuous woman represented and sometimes you have to kind of like take off other people's thoughts Mm. to really get a better grasp of your own. And that kind of gets you in trouble too. Yeah, because the biggest hoes I know masqueraded around as people of virtue. The biggest hoes. Okay, the biggest hoes I know masqueraded around. Honestly, because you should be free to be a hoe if you want, and then be virtuous tomorrow. Like that's why I appreciate the slut walk. (laughs) True. I want Amber Rose. If you're listening to this, no, you didn't. I want to work with you and come to the slut walk because I, I support it, and you know. Men be people be sluts too. People. So people be sluts. But I saw men saying that what bothered them about her saying that in that video was that, you know, she has this great husband, he's a multimillionaire, he's highly esteemed, clearly at the top of his craft, because people view him as like one of the best to ever do it. Apparently, I don't know, I don't watch, but I'm assuming. Um, and she still is craving the attention of other men and they were like it makes you feel like you could give a woman everything even to that capacity that caliber and it still isn't enough and they felt like really hurt by that that's what I kept seeing on Twitter number one that's just because she's sick of missionary okay (laughs) number two (laughs) number two that's on you and it brings me to my third tweet I'm gonna tie this in to make the point that goes yeah. with what you're saying okay which came from uh, Jamila Lemieux which I was definitely Hi, looking forward to what Jamila and had Nini to say Mila. yes Jamila said in the and the end of this tweet it was the first in a thread of tweets regarding this but I just want to highlight the first one and the end of it specifically she said I know why Aisha Curry makes some women uncomfortable she represents everything they were told they should be from her look to her marital status and role, we assume that she plays at home. However, there is no excuse for holding her accountable for what society did to you. 
You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The things that Aisha is doing and saying, they remind us of the actions of a lot of people that judge us harshly. They remind us of the actions of a lot of people that I can guarantee were hypocritical in every case that we all could cite as an example. It reminds us of that. And so I think that's why a lot of people like those guys who you just mentioned that were responding in that way, were responding in that way. Two things. Let me tell you something about a real player, okay? Here we go. This is a lesson for them niggas that was tweeting. And we also going to put a little bit of this on Steph because he needs to, to learn how to do his thing a little bit better. <laughs> so let's go. Number one, a true player ain't never going to be affected by nothing like that and say that that woman, you could give her everything and it ain't never good enough. You're a pessimist. <laughs> You're a pessimist. You're a pessimist. It's just that simple. And you're in your own way and you can't approach a relationship with whoever you date, whether you date women or men, whatever, you can't approach a relationship with someone expecting them to act in accordance with what sort of effort you give to them and their actions to be a reflection of appreciation for that. You still want to be fine too. And even if you was rich and famous, part of the, let's be totally honest, part totally of the fun honest. about being rich and famous is having your, your pick, your pick of potential. Yeah. Potential people that you can do the horizontal poker with. And so what's wrong with her wanting to feel like that too? I know I'll be wanting to feel sexy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure everybody else does too. You niggas don't have no game when you're intimidated by that. And instead of saying that, instead of feeling like, damn, that's fucked up. She's still looking break up that happy home shit maybe that means you got a chance to step in and light that fire that apparently has gone no. down Steph Curry let's get to you run your shit better bruh flat out run your shit better whatever that means you got to do far as like making it exciting for Aisha making her understand yes obviously she's a cussy been with you forever there's no thrill left to being rich they've been together since they're 15 forever bro. that's why their kids look like both of them when people that's been together for a long time the kids never look like one or the other they always look like a hybrid of both y'all ever yeah. noticed that if even people that just got like you know anyway <laughs> so but you know what I'm saying spice it up Steph spice it shit up you should you shouldn't you should have Aisha feeling so good about your relationship that even if she had that desire or whatever she'll talk to you about it in the bed at night because she know you about to say something to her that's gonna make her feel like fuck them other niggas because I'm down for my nigga <laughs> period I don't even want them but you're not Steph Curry come home and I get it if anybody been tired when they come home from work it's Steph Curry he carrying a whole team so I you know I get it but at the same time that's the work you got to do otherwise you walking around embarrassed because your girl out here talking like this saying that she watching you and wonder why other niggas ain't hollering at her as a husband immediately I would go into okay well let me fill in these gaps because my baby ain't finna be out here in interviews saying of nothing other than my husband is amazing we're so happy oh, I couldn't even it. sit in this chair today I, I'm having trouble sitting here straight because he didn't got up in between every part of me last night <laughs> You know what I'm in saying? Between? That that that's that's what you need to be doing. <laughs> so this is where Steph has dropped the ball. No pun intended. Right, he's in between. In so, yep. It's, it's true. It sounds like Aisha just needs her hair pulled a little bit. Yep. You know he a come home with some a retreat. Yeah. What I tell you about the biggest holes I know they masquerade as what? <laughs> okay. It sounds now, just and like she spent a lot of time in the like kitchen. They just need some, you know, like a wild. He needs to bring that side out again. Like it, maybe it's been dormant. I don't know. Grow up some. I've not. I've never been married, so I can't speak on that. But I'm assuming she just needs to feel a little wild. It just sounds like on last season of Love Hip Hop with uh, Joe Budden and Santana. 
Oh my gosh. She's oh, just she was a... sad about him not sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too, when you get with men, or not even men, but just partners that are extremely busy. That happens too. Mm-hmm. Like they're too tired a lot of the times. You know, their careers demand a lot of them and that's kind of the sacrifice you have to make. And then especially if you're a mom, like so you your partner's never home and then you have to also nurture humans that's right. a lot of energy I see with my best friend just like her trying to juggle all those different sides of her womanhood and I'm like I legit don't know how she does it I really don't hats off like hats off to all to all the women all the literally people. no cap because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot and it's so easy to not feel beautiful and not feel sexy when you are exhausted and drained and nobody's really checking for you like mm-hmm. that you know because like my best friend's been sad about her weight for years because she like doesn't have time to work out like it's the last thing that she could be thinking about right and you know she gets concerned about like not feeling sexy and looking in the mirror and not feeling beautiful in her clothing and then it's hard when you have a partner that doesn't affirm that either you know like they're not yeah making it a point to be like you're beautiful like and I want to do oral <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if it's even <laughs> I wonder if it's even harder to be seen at that level too because of the money and all the glitz and the glam. So it's like you coming home tired from basketball practice and she could be, you know, changed up her hair or wearing a sexy dress, but it's like, Oh, you look nice, babe. And then you just walking by to the bed and it's like, Yeah, hey, I look nice because you should wanna put time. some damn clothes on and we should go out to dinner. Like I you thought you was gonna say, Imagine what her version of a sexy dress is. No, Dustin. <laughs> I mean oh like she got on a tailored choir robe. <laughs> <trying to> get- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to cut her some Bitch, you look here. like a judge. You think we finna fuck? <laughs> fuck you got on, bitch. If you don't rip the middle of that shit open, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no wonder. You know what I'm saying? It's. I think it's very lovely for her to go on Red Table Talks. It's like, that's the new Oprah. People go on there. Because when Jordan Woods went on there, I feel like everything was forgiven for her. It was like, come on back to the black people, girl. We got you. Even the like, tennis shoes. <laughs> we forgave them tennis shoes Jordan Woods had on. Do you think it's worth it, though, to be that vulnerable online? No. No. Only that's if, the only part I was wondering. Like, <laughs> should she have said that? See, that's but that therein to me, like, I'm so glad you brought that up, too, because that's another point I wanted to discuss. Therein lies the importance of being authentic to your true self when you present online. You can't you got to keep it real. You got to be 100 percent authentic so that if you say how you feel about something like that, people understand the context. They understand your intention because they're familiar with you just being honest with them mm-hmm. about whatever you have to be unapologetically honest when it comes to, you know, who you are as a person. And so since Aisha unfortunately hasn't started her ball rolling in that direction, you know, people already feel some kind of way about a lot of the things that she had to say. Yeah. It's kind of sucks for her. And cause I don't believe that this statement that she made was harmful in its intent or even really in, you know, it just wasn't that big of a deal to me, but she has essentially deleted herself, you know, from that space of forgiveness in everybody's eyes because she's already been talking shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it just is one of them things. Well, I hope she gets freer and I hope she can grow past this. Cause yeah. It only helps in our in the defense of black women if, you know, she can kind of get behind some causes and really show more than she's talking. 
And I think that that would be dope. I don't know if that looks like her going up to the slut walk with Amber Rose and saying, I'm sorry, sluts. And I, Dustin. I'm one, I'm one too with my, but with my husband though. And they laugh it off, but I don't know if anything like that would ever happen. That's, that's like, that's, that's just like the, um, the Peter in the butt guy that's running for uh president. That's just like him going to eat chicken in Harlem with Al Sharpton. It's pandering. <laughs> I don't want her to even do We're none of that. We're not pandering, but I do think it would be cool. Mm-hmm. If she sees the conversation that this sort of kicked up right. and then is like, that's so true. You know, like right. I I did come out with this one perspective and then now I'm coming out with this. Right. And why not sort of be like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how that happens to us right. as women. Like, where does it come from? And really dig deep. Because she's she not the only woman in the world. First. <laughs> it's that one B that make everybody feel like she judging her. Oh that. my if god. If she get a black rinse, I'm telling you, people will be like, okay, she might be on she might be serious. <laughs> but the natural hair color, you know, in company with the conservative views, it just, you know, she's gonna have to spice it up. <laughs> what Good thing she's good she in the kitchen. She's going to have to get a bob. <laughs> like, Not for real. A bob. Or a pixie. <laughs> Something, yeah. That'd be cute. Actually, a pixie would be cute on Super her. cute. Her baby, have you seen the new baby, the third baby, the Cannon, baby. the son? <laughs> no, He's always so. staring at her. Every time I see a picture Aww. of her, the little baby be like... Oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he got big gray eyes. He's cute, but he always be like... Every picture I see of him looking at her like, Mama, Mama. I don't know. <laughs> And you know that third baby They say that one Knocks somebody uh, Your little personality I don't know They said that third baby Really takes something <laughs> With him on the way out So I don't Who know said that <laughs> Nobody <laughs> Right Q- So yeah Q-T-N-A. I just thought This was a healthy discussion I know everybody's Talking about it And I was tired of People tweeting me Asking me what I thought About it But I was also grateful Because I thought It made excellent Fodder for the friend zone Ooh, So Thank you for your opinions Aisha girl Listen we can get in the kitchen and talk about it. You know, you cook, I cook. Maybe we can get together and discuss it over, you know. You know what? I don't know. She can go on um, the Martha and Snoop show. You know, they got that, cook, that cooking show. That would be cute. With the weed and, and stuff. Have like yeah, a- but she would go and bring CBD. You know what I'm saying? Be something fucking up and, the and mood it, like that. And it like, would be funny if Martha <laughs> just like takes the joint away and like blows some smoke in her face and is like, let your hair down. Wait, Martha smokes on that no, show? No, no, she doesn't. Oh, she don't. shit. She's obviously high, but yeah, she yeah, doesn't smoke don't, on the camera. They don't smoke I thought down. you they telling they me they like they smoke they like his down. other no, show. I wish. GGN, which is another show I would love to do. Yes. I would love to smoke with Martha Stewart and Snoop, though. And I'll go on and say that. Have they ever, has she ever been on GGN? I don't. I've never seen her. She on needs to, to. Yeah, she needs to be on the, the specials that he does, like the Thanksgiving. Yeah, specials. like that could you Martha Stewart with Lunell? <laughs> like that would take me out. Them at the table. Lunell yeah. and Martha Stewart. Yeah, because Lunell always be. She be fucking it up on them specials. Remember she was filleting that rib. <laughs> yeah, she's nasty. Lunell is funny, but anyway. Funny. So shout out to Aisha Curry. I wish you guys the best, and I think it's great that people are even discussing this. Hopefully, you niggas are learning something from the tweets and you're not just shooting off your feelings you know what I mean hopefully you're actually paying attention to the words of women like Scotty Beam like Jamel the Hell Hill you know and like Jamila Lemieux you know and understanding what these people are firsthand telling you because I thought that it was important what they had to say and also um, something that could really be transforming in the minds of others who haven't yet evolved to a place where you understand Aisha saying something like she said. So that's it. You Thank know, you, welcome Ross. to the hot button. Yeah. yeah. That's right.
Experience full plates and fuller wallets with every plate. America's best value meal kit. Every plate dinners are the cheaper, healthier alternative to takeout or delivery. Other dinner options cost around 10 bucks per serving, but every plate offers five chef designed recipes each week from only $4.99 per serving. One meal at $4.99 is the same price as that cup of coffee that you don't need but you buy every day. Okay. In the words of Asante. <laughs> Every plate's recipes are easy to follow and come together in about 30 minutes so you can get back more time to enjoy good food with family. And you'll never buy more ingredients than you need because every plate's recipes come with, are you ready for this? Everything already pre-measured. You ain't got to do no guesswork. Every plate does the meal planning, shopping, and prepping for you, taking the time, stress, and what? Guesswork out of cooking. Let me tell you something. I ain't got time to be guessing or working. I needed something that was efficient for me. Every plate has totally satisfied that. Y'all know I'm a bachelor in every word, every sense of the word. I'm a gigolo, and now you know. So I needed something that worked for my life on the go that was quick and easy, and every plate has been that for me on every plate that I've eaten it off of. For six free meals across your first three weeks and free shipping on your first delivery, go to everyplate.com and enter code FRIENDZONE6. This offer equates to one-third off each of your first three boxes when you go to everyplate.com and enter code FRIENDZONE6. And now we're going to do what I always like to do. Give me the hands of that cart right there. Let's <laughs> wheel it on in. Bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> it's time for the wellness segment, friend. So last week I mentioned during the episode with Wendy and Jess, Complete My Plate, that hey, I use <laughs> I use an organic vegan protein powder, remember? Yes. That That's part of what I throw into my morning smoothie. smoothie. And I got a lot what kind of, of... you got? You got a ninja? I have a Vitamix. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, you know okay. how you know. Me. Copy, copy. Right. So <laughs> I um a lot of people were asking because I I mentioned that it's called Aura Organic, and I realized that it's easy to think that I'm saying Aura like A U R A. Yeah. And it's, oh, so people were like, I can't that. find it, and I was like, Oh, but I should have spelled cheap. it out. Aura Organic. That would have been cute, right? That's a good name for a drag queen. Yeah. Aura Ladies organic. and gentlemen, coming mm-hmm. to the stage, Aura Organic. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cute, it is, though. <laughs> but the spelling is actually Aura, O-R-A, dot organic. So that's the website. I wanted to put that out there. And so the organic vegan protein powder, it has 21 grams of protein mm. in two scoops, which is pretty awesome with four <laughs> grams of carbs. And it's vegan. Um, it has a full amino acid profile. I'm reading the the website right now. It includes digestive enzymes to help avoid upset stomachs. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes those protein powders make me feel shitty. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a a pain in my stomach, which is why I didn't use them for a long Mm -hmm. time. And back in the day, day I used to use whey protein, mm-hmm. which would really fuck me mm-hmm. up. Yeah, like I'm so glad I did. I stopped using that. My body just rejected it. But this one is non-GMO. Oh. It's vegan. It's dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free. So if you have any sensitivities, it's Dang, it ain't definitely got nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> How many things is it free? A lot. <laughs> It's USDA organic. Um, Like I said, it has 20 organic superfoods within it, which is pretty impressive because it covers 
all of your crucial macro and micronutrients. Okay. Which to me, it takes the thinking out of it because you don't have to sit there and try to figure out like, okay, if I drink this, then what's missing? Everything's in it. And to me, that is, I appreciate that when they take the thinking out of the food, that kind of helps me keep it in motion without worrying about it. And it also has a full spectrum of digestive enzymes to support digestion and nutrients for absorption. They have different flavors. They have vanilla, vanilla chai, cocoa, so depending on what you like. Um, So here are the things that are in it, just so that you guys can see like how official this is. So it has organic pea protein, Organic cranberries, organic hemp protein, organic sprouted quinoa, organic amaranth, organic acerola, organic blackberry, organic blueberry, pomegranate, turmeric, strawberry, apple, acai, kale, broccoli, coconut milk, Jerusalem artichoke. So this is serious. It is loaded with superfoods. So definitely something worth checking out. Yes, it's expensive. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Y'all know how these plant foods, especially the organic ones, get down. But it's something that I splurge on just because it's worth it to me. Like, you know, it helps me out, especially being that my protein intake is a little bit limited Mm -hmm. with like how much I can uh, explore with. So it's something that I do like. Um, So like I said, oral organic, O-R-A dot organic. Check it out. And that's it. That's my vegan protein i just want to give you guys information so you could see what it's loaded with i i'll repeat it just in case people don't know how to use protein powders i just put two scoops with almond milk a cup of blueberries um a banana and then now i started adding two tablespoons of peanut butter You trying to have me at the gym lit. Have you ever had my trainer be like, you, super food, you different baby. today. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, hey, why don't you go on and throw a couple more weights on this next set, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine going to the gym drunk? Hey, you know, Hennessy and your protein you might shake. need to turn it up like you're going to the club. <laughs> on a treadmill, wilding the fuck out. <laughs> okay, p- put on the right playlist. <laughs> I've been getting to the money. <laughs> Everybody, man. <laughs> Drunk as hell. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my trainer about um, battling the stairmaster, and he Ooh. and he was telling me that to listen to Beachella. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you're going up and down them stairs. He said he almost killed himself because he was dancing so hard, <laughs> hitting them stones. Dun 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 I'm gonna try it. That's yep. kind of like my new project because I yeah. I really want to get to the point where I can be on the stairmaster for more than 20 minutes because mm-hmm. 20 minutes is my cap. Ooh. It's just hard. It's, it's very hard. Ooh. But he's on it for an hour. Okay, Isn't that impressive. Well, very much. An so. hour, like cardiovascular on a trillion. So I thought that that was super inspiring, especially because it's low impact. It's not hard on the knees, which is what I need at this age. Um, So I definitely want to tackle it. And I'm going to try that. Any of you listening, if you're also, if you too are trying to tackle the Stairmaster, let's try it with the Beachella soundtrack. I'll come to the gym with you one day and we can do cardio. (gasps) I'm going to come on one of your cardio days. Are you really? Yeah, we can do cardio together. I would cry. That'd be so cute. We could live together, but we just have to keep changing all this shit. But like cardio day, we could totally do side by side and have smoothies. First of all, they're going to love you when you walk in. We can do it. I'm so down. Oh, that's so cute. 
Yeah. I ain't going, so don't look. I know you. <laughs> never wants to work out with me, <laughs> but it's fine. So especially, that's it. Look, especially not now. You had fun when I when you went to the gym with me. We had fun. we did have fun. I have fun at the gym. I talk shit and like have fun. So <laughs> like it, it felt like an episode of Housewives with Dustin at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually where we came up with the name for this podcast. Asante and I were side <laughs> oh, that by was side on the treadmill. We sure were. Yeah, really? At New York Sports Club. And we that's where we sure decided that were. actually the friend zone name. Yep. That is so... I do remember when we went on that walk and you were like, well, there is the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is okay, okay, fitness, Shorty, Shorty, in my life, I hear you. <laughs> well, yeah, shout out to Aura Superfoods, baby. Aura yes, Organic. Aura Organic. So, look, this is what it looks like. Oh, it's cute, too. It yeah. looks like a candle. <laughs> and I'm trying to see how... Um, so, there's 650 grams mm-hmm. per tub. So, it lasts a long time. Like, I'm, mine is running low, so I definitely have to order it soon. But it's $37.99. I know that's a lot. I'm, like, cringing how saying that. How many servings? Actually, it's, my protein powder is more than that. Really? So, uh, yeah. Okay. So how many servings is that, though? Because um, if it's, like... A lot. <laughs> I'm trying to see you know, I don't, I don't know how many Listen, well, I know what I want to ask You said it was turmeric in it right mm-hmm. Cause I see some people walking around Look like they need some turmeric girl <laughs> You know you could tell People walking die, Broke down Like you know you, you see people with that crook in their leg A little bit Stop Walking hard it. to the left They need turmeric <laughs> A lot of y'all be dried up looking like you need a little turmeric. So that's a good thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> so check it out. O-R-A Organic <laughs> Vegan Protein Powder. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Well, that's, that's that on that. Asante, <laughs> what you got for us, Mr. Music Some Man? Some turmeric. <laughs> what is with you in the goddamn turmeric? That's what they need. I'm going to show you the next dried up motherfucker we see. I'll be like, see? Turmeric. Watch. Wait till we walk to the train. <laughs> All right. It's the Music Man segment. Not much has happened that I want to talk about. So the things that I want to talk about are going to be the most things that are important to me. Starting with the release of Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby Yay! album. Yay! Shea Butter Baby. Fucking out of your pillow. <laughs> you better sing. Come on now. Shit. Ari Lennox finally drops her album. It's amazing. Uh, we got to actually see her perform some of these songs live at the Blue Note. Uh, so thank you to her team for inviting us to that. And she actually did a release party. Did la- you guys go um, last night? I no? did. I was working. Damn. <laughs> working last night. Working the night. No, but I know I needed some shea butter, baby. I know I needed it. I know I needed it. But um, yes, shout out to Ari Lennox for dropping her project. Um, did you get a chance to listen to it? I did. Yeah. And I'm super into it, of course. First of all, I love the cover. Love the cover. She looks beautiful. She looks amazing. But she's always looked amazing. Like, I remember when she was here and I was telling her how I loved how she looked in the video for um, Whipped Cream. So, yeah. I've been loving all the visuals for this project. So, the cover definitely is a good staple. Um, what song? <laughs> okay, I guess it's a little icebreaker. Right. Um, have you been listening to the album yet, Dustin? Yes. Okay, so what song? Do you want a visual for next? Broke with J.I.D. That's my Mm. favorite song on the project outside of Shea Butter Baby because I have personal attachment to that song. (laughs) But uh, but Broke by Fran and Will Chat. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, they had a car. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 But anyway, yeah, Broke by J.I.D. is my jam. Bye. 
My favorite is I've been. Yes. So I would like, I kind of have a feeling she might not push that one. I hope she does. But I like it. It's my favorite. You know what? I I actually put it on my IG stories Mm. earlier. So I hope I'm going to tell you which one my favorite is, but I hope they give her a budget to do like a little mini movie or something. Mm. I would love that. So, you know, if anybody's listening who's, you know, trying to figure out what to do with Ari Lennox, you should just make a mini movie. Let her have creative control. Um, mirror some of the things that were happening in the album. I was feeling the um the, the skits at the end. Those were very funny to me. It felt like she was doing her Instagram lives. I know. I know so, everyone that watches her lives is like, this is so her yes, right now. That was a, a great, great time. A nod to her true fan base. It was a great nod and it wasn't too intrusive because I know I complain a lot about when artists will like talk on a record or stuff like that. But I actually really enjoyed that. So shout out to you, Ari Lennox, the Shea Butter Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say that I want a video for FaceTime. And I would also like a video for pop. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, just right there, like those songs, because it's like new apartment on down, like those songs, like that's my bag right there. <laughs> but um, whole project is is dope. I've been having it on repeat all day. So let's see which ones I'm going to listen more to. But I'm sure I'm going to keep listening to the whole thing because I've oh, always yeah. been obsessed with Ari. So it's go, so good. Go check out her project. Again, it's Shea Butter Baby and it's Ari Lennox, A-R-I-L-E-N-N-O-X. And on the um, album artwork, the song track list, the song, the track list, the songs are hair textures. So like 1B, 1A, <laughs> like all that. That's so cute. Look at it. It's so cute. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Of course, genius. Right. So I wanted to make sure I highlighted her and got her out the way. And now that I have, we should just go on ahead and talk about what we've been listening to lately. Because lately, I can tell your kids from a rose in the rain. Wow, okay. Oh, do you remember that song? Remix, was of that, course. Was that on um, the Batman Sealed soundtrack? on the Batman yes, soundtrack. Yes, that's why it was fucking with me. That song mm. was huge. The more I give you, the stranger it feels again. And now that your roses in bloom, a light hits the gloom from the grave. I'm like, oh, I got y'all. Say one more thing about my face and that's your ass. Will fight. Nah, <laughs> Seal. Can you believe Seal was with Heidi Klum for so long. Yes, like, and that actually, was so, I loved them. Together. I did too. It like, made sense. Like I can't even actually. Like when I think about, it, I can't believe they're over. Like they were together for so long. I was like, damn, they're gonna be together forever. So it's so weird. With looking their like back. Halloween parties, right? Well, because you know they go there with the costumes. All yes, over out. the top. Heidi Klum Her is favorite Halloween. Holiday. Literally, yes. <laughs> literally, she takes the night. But uh, yeah, I don't know why I started seeing that and why we got here from that. But yeah, I want to talk about our listens lately. Oh, and that's why. Oh, because those weren't supposed to tie together, but they did still. Anyway, friend, what you been listening to lately? Um, so I've been listening to. I've still been stuck on Anderson Pack. Yes, the Ventura album. It's just so damn good. Like I can't stop playing it. So that's on heavy rotation. And then Lolo Zui dropped an album. It's called High Highs to Low Lows. And y'all know I've been talking about her for a couple months now. So that was pretty exciting because I actually didn't know she was dropping soon. So that made me happy. I listened to it. I love the whole project. It's very in line with the singles that she'd been teasing us with. Um, I think I remember playing some of the songs. I can't remember which ones I played. I think I did play High High, So Low Lows and Desert Rose. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that's pretty much it. And then obviously now the Ari Lennox yes. project, I'm gonna dig more and more into that one. Yes, let it marinate. And podcasts. You know, I know we never talk about that because it's the music segment, but I am obsessed with the Invisibilia podcast. I on love NPR. Invisibilia on NPR. Yes. Oh, I've been subscribed. I just ain't said nothing, friend. <laughs> yes. How have we not talked about this? So I've listened on and off. Mm-hmm. I've never been someone that like waits for podcasts on the day they come out. You know, like I, I maybe with our friends' podcast, obviously because mm-hmm. I love everything our friends make and I want to know like what they're talking about but outside of our friends shows I don't have a podcast that I like wait you know and I'm like oh my god it comes out tomorrow at such and such time and now like I don't know what happened but I started from the first one in 2015 yeah and have just been binging and catching up and now I'm like waiting for their new season to start. I'm behind. Years ago um, it was back in, and I guess not years ago, back in 2015 me, Gabrielle Sidibe is the person who told me about Invisibility. Yeah? Me, her, and Jesse shout out to Jesse Smilet. Me, Gabby, and Jesse Smilet were hanging out and we were talking about other podcasts mm. and she put me on to Invisibilia back in the day and I was hooked. Bruh. Hooked, 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 hooked. Their hooked, hooked. content. Yes. Like, I can't even pick a favorite episode, but they really break down. Okay, I'll, I'll say one. Yeah, yeah come on now. <laughs> Just one. Give us the arsenal. Where they had the secret of, what is it called? The secret history of your thoughts. I think that's what it's called. It's their very first episode. So they came out the gate killing it. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh my God, this might be my favorite of all yeah. of them. And essentially, it's what we were talking about the other day where we were saying like how sometimes these weird thoughts will pop in your head. Like what if the car I'm in like veers off the bridge and it's like, why are you thinking that kind of shit? So there was a guy who was thinking like he wanted to kill his wife. Like he kept getting thoughts. Like what if I just killed you? And then he was feeling kind of crazy about it. And he like was transparent with her. He's and like, he should have been. Go yeah. Ahead, he's friend. like, I'm getting these thoughts, you know? And then she was like, okay, well, but like, are you wanting to act on it? And he never acted on it, but he went and got help. And so that, I won't give away the whole episode. I definitely think people should listen to it, but they basically broke down the science of why, why his wife wasn't sleeping no more. <laughs> of whether or not you should worry when you have thoughts that seep in that are dark like that like does it mean that you're a psychopath or a sociopath and and just listen to it it's the very first episode the invisibilia podcast it's npr binging 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 that hidden brain and death sex and money death sex and money Hmm. that's juicy listen (laughs) those three i've been binging them over music Copy. Yeah. Like That's lit, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I'm sucked in. You, you know, God, you guys know how I am. Like, yeah. I love people that are research heavy. Mm-hmm. And also, I get inspired by the way that they structure <laughs> their episodes because mm-hmm. they're just so efficient and clean and the editing. That. And I'm just like, oh, gold. I love the way NPR structures their podcast. Isn't it yes. great with like the sound effects and it's just so clean. And, and I love that it's not too wordy, mm-hmm. but it's still really informative, which teaches me a lot about like less is more and mm-hmm. how to be a little bit more efficient when I present topics and research, you know, just like learning how to refine and kind of like heighten production value, which 
to me is how you stay in the game. So hmm. just want to throw that in there. <laughs> so that's it. What about you? What you been listening to, Dustin? Well, uh, first of all, I would like to give a little shout out to the historical component, like I always do. And this week, I would like to say that 18 years ago, six days ago, so almost like 18 years and a week ago, Ray J came out with Wait a Minute with Little Kim. Wait a minute, ain't that Brandy's brother? That song can go to the club now, y'all. It's 18 years old. Yes. That's weird that that song's out. Ray J has a song that's 18 years old. Think about that. (laughs) And that song was just huge. I remember being excited about the video. Little Kim's verse made me excited. Right. Wait a minute, ain't that Brandy's brother? Her looks in the video, all of those things. That was just a great song. Watch out now. It's a little, little one, one and I'm, I'm not bad. Wow, I got like, there was so many moments, <laughs> and that beat was so high at the time. And I'm not bad. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Definitely wanted to give a shout out to that. As far as what I'm listening to now, um, I've gotten back into my bag with Speaker Box and the Love Below. Yes. Um, oh, speaker box man. and the love below. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know when. Um, something just told me to download it, and I've just been letting it play, and I've mm. been stuck in all these songs again. I've reignited my love. So this was actually one of my favorite songs on the project. I'm sure everybody's heard it before, but it's called Unhappy, and this oh. is the part that I love the most. <laughs> That was one of my favorites. Side down now. I know what I'm listening to on the ride home. Right. Just to get by. That was really (laughs) hot. And I'm not going to play a clip of this song, but just know that there's a new song. By by this artist (laughs) named uh, Anthony Flamia. Um, He's on Republic Records. Uh, He's got a really dope sound, and he has a new collaboration with none other than Cash Dial. And my friend did the cover art. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Mikey. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. It's beautiful. So, shout out to Anthony Flamia. And so, strangely enough, I had a lunch meeting at Cafeteria Restaurant um, last week, and I saw somebody while I was in the restaurant. We said hello or whatever. The very next day, um, this song dropped and Cash Dial promoted it, you know, as a feature that she was that she had out. And so I was like, oh, well, let me listen to this. I had never heard of the artist or anything. Guess who the guy was that I saw at Cafeteria? Anthony. Anthony Flamingo. Oh, wow. Yep. That's bugged out. Damn. I'm like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? What so the very eyes. next day I see a song and I recognize his face immediately. And I'm like, wow, he got a song with one of my favorite artists. So I thought that was dope. Amen. That's it. Um, All right. Well, before we move on, I just want to share. I have been listening to Sebastian. I'm not sure if it's Sebastian Michael. It's M I K A E L. Um, I love his music. He always does something really cool. He's but been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. he's been making uh, waves for a very long time. Uh, he dropped maybe a project last year and a couple over the past like few years. Like he he always drops a little music here and there, which I like. I like when people like can be quiet because they come back with quality. You know, I ain't never mad at that. So he dropped uh, this project is I See You, You See Me, and it's part two. Um, part one dropped last year, I believe. But I didn't know he was on Slip and Slide. So maybe it all makes sense why it's, it's slipping slide slash Atlantic. A so, legendary label. Right. So I was like, so I was like, is this why I've been supporting? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how long it went on slip and slide, but I just knew I was doing the right thing and I was affirmed when I seen that. Slip and slide you, then gave a lot to music. It, absolutely. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Woo. But anyway, uh, the new project, 
is a I See You, You See Me Part 2, and there's a video out for this particular song. Um, there's seven tracks on there, but this particular song is called Time, and I've been listening to it heavy. Ain't she something? Sundress on with her hair in a braid. Something special. A connection's more physical. I'm sold. Me too. Just the first. What's it called? <laughs> that one's called Time. And, and and that ain't nothing compared to the rest of the song. I like giving a taste. So when you hear the rest of the song, you're like, you didn't even play the good part. Because sometimes people will say that. And I'm like, well, duh. You need to hear that. You right. You need you needed to just hear that on your own. So I didn't have to say, I knew this was a good ass song. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Sebastian Michael. Go check that out. Again, there's only seven tracks on that project. And it's really, really dope. And there is a video for that song. Shout and- out to him for having a keen eye for a beautiful aesthetic. If you were paying attention to the lyrics that he just said in that clip, he said, ain't she something or either ain't she special, special, ain't she special, um, sundress on with her hair and a braid. And if you think about that look, think about the summertime, like a sundress and some braids or even a braid to the back. <laughs> That's a look. Mm-hmm. I love it. It is. That's, That's a fine as hell look, actually. So I hope y'all paying attention. <laughs> okay. Somebody in this room, and I think it's obvious who it is, <laughs> had a real cute black sundress on one time. We went to 305 Live. Oh, my mm. God. <clears throat> but mm. finish going. <laughs> and we not talking about mine, okay? <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the Music Man segment. If you're buying sneakers online, there's more than a coin flip's chance that the shoe you're looking at is fake. But GOAT, on the other hand, GOAT.com is the safest way to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 sneaker listings, you guys. They've made the whole process frictionless by only accepting sellers with the best reputations and verifying all sneakers to ensure their authenticity. Every single detail is inspected from the stitching and color to the size and weight. And GOAT certifies that every pair of the sneakers on their site matches exact factory specifications. You won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. Find the perfect, like I said, 100% authentic sneaker at GOAT.com slash friendzone. That's GOAT.com slash friendzone plus You'll also be supporting our show, but you've got to go right now before the sneakers you want are gone. Trust me, y'all, they go fast. So go to GOAT, that's G-O-A-T dot com slash friendzone. Happy shopping. Buy me something too. (laughs) Now I want to go on ahead and take it to TV land where there's Dustin Ross. So can you please take it away and don't slack on the content? I absolutely can. (laughs) Um, The first thing I want to do with the uh, TV land segment is give a huge shout out to my personal friend, Lauren Lake from Lauren Lake's paternity court. Um, They actually just won their first daytime Emmy. Uh, so I'm so so proud of Lauren Lake. Um, I've talked Wait, about is her friend. Friend, mm-hmm. how cool! Yep, I met Lauren. I used to be a huge fan when she had her show on HGTV called Spice Up My TV. Mm-hmm. Randomly, I was talking about it with my friend Jillian, who was friends with Lauren's best friend Portia, an amazing attorney in uh, Detroit, who I'm actually friends with now too. And so that was the link. Wow. And when she wrote a book, she invited me to her book signing. We just linked in, and ever since then, we've been great That's friends. So, so cool. shout out to Lauren Lake. 
Thank you so much. I'm so, so proud of her um, on winning their uh, Daytime Emmy for the Outstanding Legal and Court Show. So congrats to her and all the producers over there. They've been doing this for about six years now. Lauren is multi-talented, um, used to sing back up for Puffy and Mary J. Blige, successful law practice in Michigan. She's just done whatever the fuck she wanted to do. And she's always done a good job at it. So she's really, really inspirational to me. So shout out to Lauren. She won an Emmy. Um, okay, so that's good things about the TV land. Let's get to the bullshit. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac. Did you watch, Asante? I, I did. I okay. did. I did. I know you didn't watch, Fran, but we still going to talk, baby. <laughs> the Real Housewives Ooh, of Potomac I did. premiered. Yeah. I did. I, I just remember Candace's mom. I, that's, 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 that's where we're going. <laughs> okay. Okay. So everybody knows Real Housewives of Potomac is the... Um, I don't know. It's the it's the Scottie Pippen to Real Housewives of Atlanta's Michael Jordan. You know, it's it's wow. great in its own right. <laughs> Always number two, but still good. No, you know what I'm saying? Justin. Still good. Still good. Still too. good. Right. Um, but we all know you who are. the 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 heavyweight. We all know who the Harambe of this bitch is. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So Harambe. Real Housewives of Potomac, which is when and let's be clear, it's very good because Atlanta's off. Mm-hmm. So we we can do, enjoy all the gossip about what's going to happen next season on Atlanta all the casting rumors and whispers in the meantime we also have the Real Housewives of Potomac season 4 to enjoy so the season 4 premiere was this Sunday on Cinco de Mayo which is also holiday time and shout out to Kid Fury because we celebrated this year (laughs) yes we did (laughs) Cinco de Mayo well we cincoed the hell out of that day Mayo so shout out to Kid Fury but anyway um, we had us a good time (laughs) but uh, anyway um like I said, the Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> premiered on Cinco de Mayo. And when I watched it on my DVR, um, it was amazing. The cast is back in full effect. Even Candace, who was new last year in season three, she has returned and resumed her role as a full-time housewife. Um, they've brought back Katie from season one, who was not a, who she was a full-time housewife in season one. And then she left. She's appearing now as a friend of the cast. So it's good to see her back because she is crazy Katie. Okay. Crazy. So her kind of crazy being in the mix is going to make this show really good. Giselle Bryant, who is an anchor in the franchise. Um, she has a new book that she's touring with. She's doing all the things that housewives do. They write a book. They got a makeup line, except her makeup line is actually successful. She partnered with Erica Lyles, um, Kevin Lyles wife and someone else. Um, on this makeup line and it's actually in stores at Target it's doing well so shout out to her for that Um, and she used to be married to Pastor Jamal Bryant um, who's a very well known mega church pastor who now is um, who has assumed the pastoral duties at New Birth the church that Eddie Long left behind so yes um, so that's her ex-husband they have three daughters who are one year apart two sets one set of twins and then a daughter that's one year older and they're all so cute right but what was amazing is we've watched them like grow so the show is in its fourth season now these girls are 13 and the twins are 13 their sister's 14 and they look like little young ladies it's they're beautiful young Mm -hmm. girls too and we all have seen you know Giselle is gorgeous their Mm -hmm. mother is gorgeous we saw you know so it's good to see that those girls are are, are like gorgeous you know what I mean we know (laughs) shout out to Pastor Bryant um yeah, so that part was good. It was good to catch up with them. Karen is back in all her full Karen crazy. So Karen we're Huger. so happy. The grand dom. With her assistant. Yeah. But did you see how heck the quotes? It said assistant. I, I, yeah. Every time you say her name, I think you're talking about the mom from Fresh Prince. <laughs> 
Karen Hubert. I mean, she would be more like the mom from Funky Prince. <laughs> Karen is funny though, and, and and you can't have real ain't no Real Housewives Real Housewives of Potomac without Karen. I'm just gonna say it. It ain't no Real Housewives of Potomac without Karen and Giselle. And shout out to Monique for stating, staking her claim in that franchise as well. Because even though she came in season two, Monique is like the candy of this franchise. You know how Candy came to Housewives of Atlanta in season two and has become an anchor in the franchise? Monique did the same Foot thing. Foot on their necks. And her kids are cute. Yep. Her, and, her and husband, she, Chris look, Samuels, And kids. she be raising them. Yeah, raising the hell out of <laughs> them. She's a real mother. Like a hands-on real mom. Mm. Um, and she, they just had a third baby. Shout out to their new baby, Chase. It's a boy. What was her thing called? Did her she, what? Uh, uh, she did. She dropped something, and it was like every mom or every woman. Oh yeah, um, uh, um, for for something for moms, all moms for all moms dot com something like something that. Like something that. like that. She, she just I, I like she, Monique, she made though. a mommy blog. Yeah. but Monique is funny, yeah, and we yeah. need her. She has, like I said, she's really made a, a name for herself within this franchise. So she's back. Ashley Darby and her husband Michael are now accepting a baby. He's like seventy five years older than her, and so <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to watch how that falls out. And last yes. year he is, and last year. I mean, it literally looked like she go with Santa Claus with like a a, a, a five o'clock shadow. No, that's literally Australian what it looks too. like. Yeah, is he Australian or British? He Australian. He didn't gave her a pouch because that baby coming and when. I don't know, but he gave her one. His dungaroo <laughs> baby. Um, but but he uh, there's a huge scandal that happened last year mm-hmm. where he was accused and charges were filed for him grabbing a cameraman's ass on the show. Wait, what? You heard it. And there was already rumors about his sexuality. There was an accusation that he had been on Grindr, which is like a gay dating app over in London. Some boy said he was fucking him in London. All this stuff. And she is pregnant by him now. This is before she had the bun in the oven. Now, he's also a restaurateur in D.C. that's well off. Um, Mm. And so, you know, maybe, I don't know. And Ashley has been vocal about wanting to be a mom and stuff. Nobody thought that they were going to stay together. Mm. I would have. I did not think they was going. There, there's really no chemistry but then we opened up season four with a scene with them making out and she was it was you know if you're not a person that's like naturally in tune with your sexy you know sixth sense don't do that shit on camera because it just looks gross when you try to have intimate moments with your partner case in point the scene with Ashley and her husband Michael Darby she blindfolded him he like I said he's 103 years old anyway he can't even see straight no damn way you don't even have to put no blindfold on him then she took some <laughs> whipped cream and literally put it on her clavicle. She didn't even put it on her titty. She put it like on the chest bone part of her chest and just squeeze it short and then like put it in his face <laughs> and he licked it. What? And it was like nothing. It just wasn't sexy and I don't know why they thought it was but it was so gross and all they did was open the door for people to make fun of their relationship. I passed forward Because it literally looked like, <laughs> yeah. I just Yikes. can't take her. She looked like she was doing it with God. It was awful. <laughs> so like, uh, <laughs> Get to, um, it was horrible. Uh, Juan and and Juan uh, and Robin yeah, doing good. Please. Her new tagline is "The shorter my hair is, so is my patience," and I, lo- <laughs> and I love it. Um, she has the best new tagline to me. But anyway, her and Juan are back together. They've always been together. They just weren't married on paper. Now they've rekindled the romantic spark. They go together again. Can so I that'll say be interesting to see? Mm-hmm. Robin, I don't. Hate her but she's also not one of my favorites but i will say 
I am very happy that she's doing very well in her relationship. Because I feel Me like... Me too, because they wore us the hell out for three seasons. They did. And, you know, people usually suffer on television, but it seems like they are really getting it together. Like, for real, and I don't know what it is, but I'm happy. They met, They fell out in the first place because she fucked the money up. All them seasons, them first two seasons, they had us thinking that our husband was just completely detached, not present, you know, just in the house existing, really hating the fact that they were married. Third season, the truth come out. The reason he was mad at our ass is because she blew the savings on the investment deal that was bad that he had told her ass not to do anyway. And so that's what created the rift in their marriage. And we didn't find out until the end of season three. All this time we've been looking at wine like he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one cared about wine. But now, you know, we wine didn't. Care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we Keep found that out that, you know what I'm can. saying? <laughs> it wasn't even him. It was her all the, all along. But I think she cut her hair, you know, and like Nebuchadnezzar, you know, she let that bad oh shrimp go. God. And now their relationship is doing much better. So shout out to uh, Robin. So um, speaking of needing a haircut, Candace. Now, oh my God! I have never, friend. You know how you have volume in your hair, but it's cute and like it works for it. Her Candace hair. literally be looking that like I mean, like Peggy Bundy to the bullshit, and I cannot. <laughs> I will not. I won't not. Like it's just, it's that bad. It she, literally looks like she's smuggling something. She thinks the bundles make the money. Like she thinks the bundles make the look rather. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't have to put in that much hair to have a look. Please. Oh, it's just hella bundles. I mean, well, like clipping like or whatever. Yeah, like the play <laughs> for real. Like it's just a picture. I want to see. I'm a sh- <laughs> I'm Do it. you go ahead. <laughs> I was just trying to visualize. Go on, Asante. I actually really in- ha- enjoyed Candace over the past couple seasons, but um, I don't know how I feel about her this season. Only because, and I'm not judging her, so there's an issue going on with her and her mom. She's inviting her brother to the wedding. Her mama crazy. She's invited her. Oh she's invited her brother to the wedding, but it's the brother that she that her father had outside of the marriage. So it's really sore for her mom to talk about. That don't look bad. That's because that's a good. This dad. doesn't look that's bad. That's pretty. But oh, okay. that looks but, like everyone else on it. Okay, Instagram. okay. So, so actually, in her defense, that is normally about what the volume of her hair is. But she makes sure she teases it up, <laughs> or. <laughs> <laughs> You like, like you see, you see, you see how that injury? one there's just too many extra like like parts in there. I mean, like that it's, one I can kind of see, full. but I think don't she looks look like fine. she got a cordless phone under that bob. <laughs> like you know how there's some people that are like, <laughs> like Frank, you see how you just naturally Why are we got a Bluetooth. How your hair is naturally an afro, but some <laughs> people will like be like tease this up some more, and it's like you don't need to like you over tease. Right, like it's good with you, you over tease coming out of here. <laughs> like it's just too much. But her mama is crazy. She's mm-hmm. nuts. So she's the hoodest I'd ever seen her. I didn't know that was a side. So I was very shocked and a little pleased. But um, please, her I, mama is hell on wheels. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what the problem rampage. is. Let me tell you why we're why we let me tell you why rampage. we said this. So here's the issue. Candace and her husband are getting married. He's her husband now. We're on the show, we're in episode one. We're one week out from their wedding. She has a half brother who is seven years older than her. Her mother and father were dating. At the time, boyfriend and girlfriend, he cheated. The girl got pregnant, had a baby. Seven years later, her mother and father were married and she was born. Okay. Mm -hmm. As she grew up, her mother didn't want her to have shit to do with her brother. P. 
period. Even though it wasn't like a, a baby outside of their marriage, anything like that. This is some boyfriend and girlfriend shit that obviously seven years later, she was willing to still be with him. They never broke up from this. So, but Candace has formed a relationship with her brother as a, as adults. You know, they, they, they're, they're siblings. She wants him at her wedding and she wants him to sit with the family. Her mother goes berserk. You bringing his illegitimate children to uh, this thing. And that's embarrassing to me and my family and the people that know. And like, mind you, this is literally 40 years later. Four zero, okay? That she's decided to trip like this. And she was so nasty. What about and the people rude. that have supported you? The people in your family that changed your diapers? The people that put money in so you can get your pageant dresses and your makeup done and your hair did? I was like, oh. It's so much projection God. because she's still so butthurt behind whatever happened before she even agreed to still marry him, still be with him. And so now she's completely resentful. The problem is that she financially supports Candace and her husband. She pays for their house, yeah. she invests in all of Candace's businesses, everything. So there's that, that component where she doesn't really want to upset her mom, but it's also fucked up. And what do you mean? So Candace is, is being very vocal about the fact that she wants her brother there. It is what it is. So, but her mother though, that, that bitterness and harboring that resentment for that many years over something that wasn't even like egregious to the marriage that you actually did have with this person. It's insane to me. And you're trying to keep that shit going. It's causing problems in your relationship with Candace, all because you're being staunch and old and crotchety and stuck Literally. in your ways. And that's crazy to me. So we gonna talk about her mama. That's like, what we've like decided. Like she told Candace that she would be making, like she would be uh, spitting on the whole family's face pretty much. And it's like, no one cares. Again, <laughs> no one cares but her. <laughs> Don't nobody give a damn but you, lady. That Them people done forgot. You got a whole new husband. She's remarried. Candace got a stepfather. Like, nobody cares. And it's so unfair to watch her put that kind of pressure on Candace. It makes for great TV, though. Like in her eyes, so. she's paying for this whole wedding and everybody's going to be at the wedding going, Ooh, who is that up there? You know, there's such a, such a good child. Like, As if anyone she's is paying thinking for this about wedding. this shit. Like, so. Even if you are paying for this wedding, you shouldn't be concerned with that because it's not anybody that you need to interact with if so. you really don't want to. But... That's been good to see. In other news, really quickly, I just want to touch on Star on Fox for two reasons. Oh. I bring me. Okay. Number one, I hate you so the much. show is amazing, and I'm Asante a, is now watching. I'm he's binge watched, and he's all caught up. I'm surprised you mention the soundtrack. Three episodes behind. It's all you've been I'm listening to. This close to catching up. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be caught up by the time this episode. Isn't is. it a great show? I, absolutely. Oh, uh. let me be honest. Okay. So I started watching it because it was an Atlanta show and I like the fact that it shows Atlanta but not in the eyes of like black Hollywood like it shows like just regular ass Atlanta shit but like not the way Atlanta on FX did like you know it's some girls and some it's it's a drama it's an evening drama and it's not too randomly musically inclined like I feel like between Empire and Star I like the way that Star implements their musical numbers and the music... The music's better. The music is so good. Like, it's so good. And I was very shocked and surprised because what happened was I was watching the numbers and I was like, I need to go back and listen to some of these songs. And instead of rewinding it, I saw the cast thing was going to come up. I pressed play on one of them goddamn songs and I was like, these bitches is going. And then I was like, well, Kiki Palmer, you know, had me addicted because the whole reason that I even started watching it was because of Kiki Palmer, that song. They play that song in the club and they have for a very long time. So I was like, let me Wait. just... The, Yes, in the club club. They play oh, yeah. that song in the. Cl- They've been playing it in the club. Bossy, play- Bossy by Kiki Palmer. They played all. Hood I and the bougie. Some, yeah. like, like I can fuck some, some cash up, up if I want, want to. to. Oh yeah. shit, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Does it get radio play? And I'm so I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm so curious. If I lived in Atlanta, I'm sure they would probably play this. If you're in Atlanta and they play any of them songs on the radio, please, please let us. me know. But I'm sure That's Bossy, cool. if any of them gets played, that one gets played. But as I was playing some of them other songs for the other day, like, I'm very shocked that Luke James, shout out to him for his acting, that the character Noah, like, the songs that they make for him and his character, like, are really good. Like, I was really like, good. damn, like. All those duets. Luke James should just come out with an album called Noah and it's the damn song <laughs> from the show or some shit. I don't know, but I, the duets are good. The performances, like, I like, I don't necessarily, like, love the outfits, but I love how they execute, like, showing everything that goes into the performances. Like, I like how they show, especially, like, the moment right before where Carlotta, uh, Queen Latifah, her character, where she, like, <laughs> has the pep talks with them right before they go out on stage and keeps them focused and even watching the hustle and the tales of that. So the show is good in that sense, but for people that are all like, the acting's too bad, da, 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 like, I don't take it that seriously when um, I watch. Furthermore, the acting on Star is not bad. Let's talk about who's on the show performing. Queen Latifah. Let's name all of the people that I saw on Star, and I hate to be a spoiler if you can't plan on catching because I just thought it was crazy going down the roster. All these people like, this nigga on Star too? Thank you. So I want to be on Star so bad. So, 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 so name them all. Yes, I would love I to like be on Star. I feel like you could totally be on I hope so. And you know Somebody what else? Listening I want to be on happen. Star too. Are you serious? Hell yes. I didn't know this, I, First of all, shout out to... I can see y'all being like A&Rs on it. Shout out to Amaya Scott. She's on there. I really like her character, Amaya Cotton. Amaya does really well. She Very does really well. well. I like her character. Her is really good. The story that her character had, like watching her character's growth, like having to deal with and not having a father, then getting a father, then be then missing being a father and now to be a mother. Like that whole journey was like wild to me, but so awesome to me because I was like, look at Carlotta accepting her daughter and then... The whole shit with Tyrese. Also, <laughs> in relation to Carlotta and, and Cotton's relationship, Queen Latifah and Amaya Scott's relationship, the viewers also were allowed to grow with their relationship as it progressed as mother and daughter. Yes. It was very difficult for Carlotta um, to accept Cotton as her transgender daughter, you know what I'm saying, and actually make that um, personal viewpoint transition in her mind of the way that she received Cotton as her child, but most specifically as her daughter. And we got to see the good and bad of that, the ups and downs, and to now see them in season four as people who are season three. Season three now. Season three. Well, it's going into season, into season, three, season yep. four. So to see them in, as we're wrapping up season three on the show, to see them now at a place where it's not even discussed. Cotton is Carlotta's daughter and they don't even revisit that part of their relationship. They've just progressed and we watched it. It's great. And that's also a teachable moment for the people who are watching that show who may not even have someone directly in their family that is transgender. But you grow and evolve with shows like that when you watch that process take place. And I think that's great that they've been responsible with that right. on Star. Okay, so I, like I told you, I'm a few episodes behind, so can, I'm going to just ask you right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know who uh, Carlotta's son is? Has that been yes. revealed already? Who is it? Or who was it? Just tell me, please. No, because you have to find out the way I found out because it's part of... And I still want to see. <sighs> Shout out to... Uh, what episode are you on? How far um, back are you? They just won the ASA. Or they just performed for the ASA and Star had to reconcile not being able to go out because she was sick. So okay, so they so Carlotta and Cassie have already the grieved. the funeral just happened. Okay, you've already met the son. How about that? Finish going. See, I felt like I did already, but I wasn't sure who. <sighs> anyway, fuck, fuck, 
So shout out to Star. Shout out to Such Star. a great program. I'll catch up by I the bring time me. we come back next week. Mm-hmm. And you know what? While you're catching up, tell I me. I bring weave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, LaTroy. <laughs> Please tell me your favorite songs. Oh, from th- season three? Yep. H- how long is it going to take you to catch up? How many episodes is it? I don't know. Uh, season three, like 18 Oh, episodes. my God. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, season three. You know they do that break. They and do like, like nine TV, episodes TV, and then break. Like, it's hella shows. Um, I don't know. All right, never Maybe mind. Maybe not then. by next right. week. <laughs> well, we don't have to do it next week, but uh, one of these weeks I want to do a Music Man segment on the, the musical I'm star. I'm super down. Give me like... Take take Three your weeks. time. We'll, look, I'm sure we'll revisit. Okay, yes, that's what I believe. It's one of them songs. Because honestly, I wasn't gonna watch season three, but you inspired me to. Jump I could. Back I in. was hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked. You know what kind of like messed me up, and I don't know if I'm, if my sensitivity is getting heightened Grandma for Ruby. what I see. Yeah, I can watch that scene. And you know that what? That messed me up. I that did mess was, me up too. There's this thing I'm going through, and I wonder if y'all ever feel that way. It's like we grew up with things like that happening. And so it's like when I see things like this in shows, I'm like, who is this for? Because this is traumatizing for us to relive things like this. Like whether it's storylines like that or just even like The Shy with mm-hmm. Lena Waithe, like things that have happened in that show that are very triggering. Mm-hmm. And like I'm out of that world and it's sort of like I don't like to go back in when to you, it. And I, so I wonder sometimes, like, who who is this for? Because it's not for me. I don't want to feel this way. When you watch season three, you'll kind of watch... I like how they uh, reconcile the situation because it was her and Alex, one of the other group members, and they kind of dealt with it together. Okay. And I really liked how they showed... Because for me, it's kind of like, I don't... You never know who you meet that's gone through something like that. You know what I'm saying? So people don't know what it means when you're lashing out or you you can't speak up or you don't even know how to reconcile like being broken like that. So to yeah. see how they reconcile Those that on the show. levels of trauma. I guess I yeah. just don't... It's sometimes some shows... And it's weird because like I said, I'm reconciling because I also understand the importance of our stories being told, mm-hmm. even the ugliest parts. You know, that's why I love shows like The Wire. Like, I love hood shows. Like, Mm -hmm. they're important. But there's also an element of, like, re-traumatization, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I want to feel this way. Yeah. I will say this because I also couldn't, I too. (laughs) I too. Had difficulty watching that scene. And in fact, I did not physically watch the scene where his grandmother was attacked. You can't. Because it just, it was triggering for me, but not in a way because I've had personal, like, close family members who have been, who have um, experienced rape. I remember, you know, and so, but for me, my own experience watching it, it didn't so much trigger me to have memories of that and the the way that I felt about that happening to my family member. But for me, it was triggering because the performances in that scene were amazing. The guy who played the um, the the rapist, the yeah. attacker, and the grandmother both were amazing actors. And so I kind of felt like that's what it was. It was such an authentic performance that that's why it kind of fucked with me a little bit. Yeah, like and it. then the other thing mm-hmm. is that all of one, one of the best things about star and, and then we can move on if you're finished but one of the greatest no. things about the show for <laughs> me is that all of the characters are so flawed they're mm-hmm. so they're so flawed it's realistic and and but but the one thing that bought that binds them is their love of music 
and their love for each other. Because with each of these relationships, at the end of the day, they end up having each other's back. And the one thing that they always do is they end up supporting each other or trying to help each other by any means necessary Mm -hmm. get to whatever it is that they're trying to attain. And that's one of the things that I think really has struck a chord with the viewers of this show. Because although these people are so fucked up, you just want to see him do good. And right. so all that did that was kind of build that into to Derek's character. We knew that his grandma and his grandmother, who we loved for cussing Star mm-hmm. out, you know, for the first couple seasons. Right. For getting high as It hell. just endeared us to yeah. her. And it was one of them <laughs> and things. And it humanized. Yeah. And I understand that. But, you know, there's also that element of like, um, I, I know. And I, then know. I don't know if you guys watch The Shy. Yeah. This season, similar thing. The grandma, I mean, I won't give it away for those who didn't watch but something happened to the grandma this season and it was really hard to watch it's hard to see fucked up stuff happen to old people it just don't feel right in your body when you see it you know it's hard i haven't gotten past that episode on the shy like i turned i physically turned it off and i was like i have got to chill because between you know it's just like if you start watching a lot of that my body. Yeah. I'm and like, that's I okay. can't. Yeah. I can't. Let me get Same back thing to with like. Me. The elder abuse was a problem for me. I had to fast forward all of Carly Red scenes on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta oh and said them cuss her old ass out. I really just did not like that. <laughs> Thank you. My word. Okay. we. I'm, I just want to do this, then we can move on. <laughs> Name as many cameos that you've seen on Star. I can't because every episode has somebody new in. Well, in, let me just tell you <laughs> all the random. No cap, like for 3, real. Because yeah. let me just say all the people, and they're not just Tiana cameos. Taylor. <laughs> Look, Tiana Taylor been up in there. Eddie Winslow was mm-hmm. up in there. Eddie Winslow was fucking me up too. And he's a we, good actor. That was fucking me up because I was like, um, Eddie. Was that season three? That was season that was like season one. one. And, oh, yeah, I'm like, season I one and two, Eddie. I believe. Yeah. That, they fucked him I up. Binged over That's like why you don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, and, and good. Um, Quincy on there. Oh, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, shout out to Amaya, but also shout out to Miss Lawrence. Like, really fucking it oh, up. Nailing yeah. it. Like, every. And doing a great job. Y'all yes. promoted to series regular. Let's be clear. Miss Lawrence's that character. timing yeah. is like so funny. I'm probably going to spoil this for you, but uh, the dude from Oz, I can't remember his uh, the, the actor's name. He was the guy in the wheelchair that, that narrated Oz. You, oh yeah, Harold. Um, t- t- uh, damn, I hate it when we do this. Right. What's his name? He, you know, he was the one in um the Romeo Parano, and Juliet too. Parano. He's mm-hmm. on the show, and he, him, and watching him act with Luke, uh, not Luke James. Watching him act Parano, with um, Harold Parano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching them two act together is really, really dope. Like he's a great actor. Is he someone's brother? He's someone's father. Okay, I'm he's thinking- Luke James' father. Yeah. Okay. The character Noah's dad. Yeah, that's yeah. who he is. Cause I'm like I I feel like I recently saw him on something and I'm wondering if it was that but maybe it was something else. <laughs> Shout out to the brother working. Shout out to the brother working. Yeah, he's been out here. What? Yep. He's All right. Well, that's it for TV segment over here. Dustin Ross, you want to take it back? <laughs> I hijacked that. I'm sorry, y'all had me. I'm so mad you had me watching fucking Starlight. I was sitting there tearing up. You happy? Right. You I'm low key happy now. I'm happy now that Carlotta's happy. Because that was fucking Carlotta me up too. Carlotta being happy took a lot out of me. Is Brandy still on season Cassie, three? Cassie, see, we got to reel it back. <laughs> Cassie. Let me tell you how Brandy been here. throwing First of all, down. Cassie was fucking Chad Michael Murray. I was like, why is Brandy 
And Chad Michael Murray having sex on my TV. Like, it was really fucking with and me. And you me. believed it because Brandy is a great actor. People don't give her enough credit. Brandy can act, and she is playing the shit out of Cassie Brown. She's a she's like a bad girl on yeah. this on this show. It's amazing. And okay. now Boy, nobody worried about you in that season scowl? two ended Fine with ass. them pulling out the gun at each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yep. the last episode. And season three opened with Patty Labelle saying, "Which one of you bitches shot me?" Yep. <laughs> talking to the two of them. Yep. <laughs> Patty Labelle. Bro. I'm good. I'm done. I promise this time. Oh, so yeah. So, so shout yeah. out to Star. All so right. now it's time to go on ahead and move on over to This Is A Story. Let's wrap this thing up like a bow. Um, we're back. Y'all know we had an interview last week, so we don't do all that shit when we have They were mad, mad. And they all was upset, but we're going to get to it. So here's episode 16 of This Is A Story. Picking up right where we left off. I'll go ahead and give y'all a recap since we missed last week. Kind of. Um, yeah. The four main characters, Ron, Mia, Tony, and Katie were all in the living in the foyer area of Katie's house after a huge meetup that was not intentional where there was a physical fight that took place. And so the four people, Tony and Katie, the brother and sister, Ron and Mia, the estranged uh, spouses, and they each have personal relationships with both Tony and Katie. So things are getting interesting. We're picking up right where we left off when a gun had discharged after Tony got through reading the shit out of everybody in the room. <laughs> and he ended up dropping his firearm and discharged the chandelier fail. And that's where we pick up with episode 16. Bang. <laughs> As the gun discharged... All I could do was take cover and hope. I would have prayed, but based on the way I've been living lately, who knows where the prayer would have landed. So instead of wasting the little currency of physical strength I had left to give, I simply hoped. I hoped that all four of us in this room would raise our heads and walk away from all of this when this was over. But it wasn't anywhere near over. Though the gun going off and the chandelier falling had so loudly silenced the room, I began to hear a nervous panting. Somebody was breathing heavily and the rhythm of the breaths told me that they were scared. I looked over and it was Mia and instantly my world was all about her again. The mere fact that she was in distress, the mere fact that she was in need, it superseded everything else in that moment and all that I could do was look at her and say, let's go. Mia then slowly lifted a tear-stained face from the ground and looked up at my face. Tony was all she could say before I was on my feet and helping her up. It felt so uncomfortably natural for me to only care for her in that moment. All things considered, a quick scan of the room told me that, A, my sister Katie was shaken up, but okay. And B, Ron was knocked out cold, but still breathing. It was time for this foursome to split up and the split had to occur now. I lifted Mia to her feet and quickly picked her up and carried her over my shoulder. I walked her right out of Katie's house and placed her into the passenger seat of my car. I closed her door and took just a half second to myself to just, just breathe. I walked around to the driver's side of my vehicle and no sooner than I was about to open the door, all I heard was, you're not taking my wife, followed by footsteps running toward me. Damn it, I opened my car door and got inside as fast as I could. And no sooner than I pressed the button to lock the doors, Ryan was at the passenger side door trying to open it. Once he was unsuccessful in that attempt, he began beating on the window with his palm. Don't take my wife. 
I put my vehicle in reverse and hit the gas. I didn't want to fight Ron. I actually cared for him as a friend, as crazy as it sounds. And even through all of this, even with with his wife in my passenger seat, I still cared. But I drove. And as I drove the car out of Katie's driveway and sped down the street, I was conflicted to say the least. I knew that what I'd been doing was wrong. I knew that I'd ruined relationships and overstepped boundaries. I knew that this wasn't right. But I also knew that I loved Mia more than I loved being right. I loved Mia more than I loved following anyone's rules. This was love. And love is what I was allowing to lead me right in that very moment. I placed my hand in my favorite place on earth, the inside of her thigh. And immediately Mia grabbed my hand, which was all I needed to believe that she loved me and we would somehow survive this. I was wrong. Tony, baby, she began as she caressed my hand. We can't run forever and we can't run from forever. I know, baby, and we don't have to run anymore. We can just start over, baby. We we can do this together, Mia. I was ready at this point to just be free. I wanted to love Mia in plain sight, without fear and without restraint. This was it for me, and I wanted her to be on the same page. So I told her. I want us, Mia, as I made a right turn to enter the freeway that would lead us to my home. I want peace, Tony, she replied. I want peace, and I want to raise my baby and just just be happy. You make me feel so good, but is this happiness? Can we be happy after all the hurt we've caused? Is it happiness, Tony? It's just so much. And that was all that she could get out. I'd hit the steering wheel with a clenched fist out of frustration. And then I hit the fire hydrant. See you guys next week for episode 17 of This Is A Story. Thank you. As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Shout out, to, shout out to Whitney Houston. Rest in peace to Whitney Houston. <laughs> Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Philo has over 50 of your favorite channels like Science Channel, Hallmark, A&E, Nickelodeon, and Lifetime. Enjoy live and on-demand TV plus unlimited recording for only 20 bucks a month with no contract needed. Philo is available on Roku, iOS, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. Start your free trial instantly with just a phone number. To start your free trial, visit philo.tv slash friendzone. That's P-H-I-L-O-L-O dot TV slash friendzone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.